Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So I've got to take care not to burp on this one because do you know what actually happened is... Um, <laughs> I was doing it to annoy you, and then, but then I had to edit the episode, <laughs> so I had to spend five hours editing out my own verbs <laughs> from the Boris Johnson episode. And did it make you wretch? No, because I'm not a little pussy. You're a filthy <laughs> dog is what you are. <laughs> dress on inside out and then I had to cut out the label because yeah, there's some interesting sartorial choices <laughs> happening with you today I've run out of clothes can yeah. you tell you've been protesting thanks for um oh god so protesting against the no worries the government no I've worries, been inside guys. playing video games and I've been sorting it all out <laughs> but I was sending you mental strength and I was keeping up to date with what's happening the mm. fact is I'm just not a crowds person but also, realistically, I'm not really sorting it all out, no. am I? You're just making yourself <laughs> feel a bit better. <laughs> feel in control. No, I, I think that they are. I it's had to leave, really good um, to go to a protest. I had to leave today, though, because it's a, we're recording this on Saturday, the Saturday before Monday. Mm-hmm. And um, it was mostly pro-leave people with England flags. And they all had like their kids with them in England shirts and stuff. But then some of them were so nice, like someone let me in an elevator first, and I thought, oh, I could just grab you and give you a hug, and then everything would be all fixed. That's what, I mean, Hitler just needed a hug. (laughs) If Hitler had got into art school, it all would have been fine. (laughs) You're the problem, Helen, actually. (laughs) Let's just have a cup of tea and talk Let's all just hug it out. Oh, mate, it's all a bit depressing, (sighs) but we're not talking about that. No, this week we're not going to do a sad political episode. So this is Bitchin' Every Week. We talk about a different person, and this week we're We're talking about... It's going well. (laughs) (laughs) How many years have we been doing this? Just the one. Have we been doing it a year yet? No, surely not. We had our 30th episode a a week ago, or two weeks ago, though. Someone send me some money. (laughs) Um, Steve, you're sending us money, and Joe. Let's do that again. This is Bitchin'. Every week we talk about a different person, we dissect them, we delve into them. Um, This week I've chosen to wear my hair in a bun. To be me. To be Helen. And you look great. So we've got to take a picture of that. Oh, yeah. And um, I've decided to be full of... Hatred and loathing. (laughs) And I'll I'll be really... I'll be good cop this week, should I? Okay. It's not going to work because I don't really know who this person is. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing Matt Healy. Is it Matty Healy or Matt Healy? It's Matty Healy to his close personal friends and mother. Which we are. Yeah. So this was a a suggestion from the gorgeous actor Luke Grant. Sorry to objectify you, Luke. So the problem we've got with Matty Healy is he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Really? Yeah. Also, I realised that I'm old. 
Because when you mentioned this person, I had legitimately no idea who he was. Uh, I vaguely had heard the name of the band. The 1975. The 1975. But it became clear as I was researching him and the millions of fans on his Instagram calling him dad and, you know. Dad? Well, you know, it's what the, the kids say about the people they look up to. Are you... Stop it now. Yeah. Oh, my God, this makes me so depressed. I'm in a... um. I'm... Well, like, women get called mom as well. By kids? Well, I... like, teenagers. Well, when I'm like... saying kids, I mean teenagers. That's what young people are saying today. Yes. Mom and dad. Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, dad. Or, I'm feeling so. Oh my older. god, we stan or whatever. Oh yeah, I know we stan. I know that one because they say that on Twitter. It's things that people only say on Instagram. That I found a young person's travel card on the train the other day, mm. and I couldn't find her on Twitter or Facebook, but she was on the Insta because mm. that's where the young people live now. Indeed, I'm working on something at the moment. We're in rehearsals, and there's this 18 year old boy in it. Who, I can't explain how much I love him. He's just so sweet, and he just thinks I'm the oldest woman he's ever met. It's <laughs> so I'm. So so depressed oh my god like people will be like young people in the room what would you say with this and i'll pitch something in and he'll we himself laughing <sighs> i was like they were like we can't say instagram and i was like maybe say the social meads and he just wet himself he was like i would never say that yeah no one would granny. say that what do you mean social meads yeah just hanging on the social meads chatting with my pals oh, i think i can see old. what he means <laughs> <laughs> is it old or uncool? That's the thing. Or is yeah, it both? This is maybe? It. Well, I've always been uncool, so I don't know. <laughs> He's so cool. Is he? Yeah, man. I was I... never cool, but I used to know what was cool. The lingo. Yeah, and I used to be obsessed with things, so I would know everything that everyone else was obsessed with. Yeah, but I genuinely Turner. had no idea who this man was. I feel like he is. So I am old. He is the youthful version, the youth's version now of uh, Alex Turner. Where Alex Turner generation yeah, are we? Yeah, yeah. And now I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? What a pillock. I wonder if people think that about Matty Healy. So because know. we haven't got his Wikipedia, shall I read out the 1975 Wikipedia? Yeah, may as well. The 1975 are in English... Sorry, I'll try that again. Yeah, definitely. Please, Helen. <laughs> You're listening to Bitchin. We're really enthusiastic about everything we do. <laughs> The 1975 are an English pop rock band originally formed in 2002 in Wilmslow. Yeah, he's older than us. Now based in Manchester. But he was dating someone younger than us. The band consists It's of... the only two things that I care about when I'm researching a man. Who they Is dating? he going out with someone seven years younger than him or more? <laughs> and... Is he a nonce? Is he a nonce? They're the same thing. They're the really. same thing. Okay, it's the, only, it's the only thing I care about when I'm researching a man. <laughs> oh, I just snorted. They they formed in Wil, in Wilmslow, Cheshire. They're now based in Manchester. The band consists of lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist Matthew Healy, lead guitarist Adam Han, bassist Ross McDonnell, drummer George Daniel. They're from Wilmslow. Yeah. So they met that at... means at uni they'd be telling everyone they were from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep that out. Mm. That's someone we knew from. Was he not from Manchester? No, he's from Cheshire. He literally always said he was from Manchester. He's not from wow. Manchester. No. I've learned something new. But even now, people are like, oh, Matty Healy is so down to earth. He's from Manchester. He is Denise Welch's son. Yeah. So he comes from money, of, regardless um, of how northern he is. Of loose women fame. Yeah. That, that's my favourite fact about him. I think I would have a great time with Denise Welch. She's fabulous. I just think she'd be she'd be a great laugh. My mum doesn't <laughs> like her. I don't know why. Oh. My mum just has hatred of... Some people sometimes. 
I think sometimes when you feel like you know someone, she's like a person on TV that you feel mm. like you could have around to dinner. Yeah. And they'd be that annoying one at dinner who... Or you feel like they'd be that funny one at dinner who, you know. Mm. Denise Walsh is a bit... Is it Denise Walsh or Denise Welsh? Denise. Mer- I can't speak. <laughs> Denise Bush. It's Welsh. And Tim, <coughs> he- Tim Healy's his dad who was in Alfida's own pet. Oh! Yeah, cool. No wonder he's famous. So but- why did... Why did Luke want us to do this, man? I think Luke felt like what we do on the podcast is often um, talk about people who are a multitude of things and Matty Healy... So Luke loves the 1975, Mm. but also I think thinks Matty Healy is a bit pretentious Mm -hmm. and arrogant and funny, but then also does some really great stuff. Like um, he was recently in Saudi Arabia and he kissed a man as part of his set to like protest the bad LGBT laws that they have in Saudi Arabia. He's recently done a single that was in... The 1975 did a single that was like in collaboration with Greta Thunberg and all the money is going to go to Extinction Rebellion. But then David Davies of Brexit fame... (laughs) Oh, God, how have we managed to get back to Brexit already? But also, it just really, it makes me laugh so much that one minute he's negotiating Brexit and the next minute he's slagging off Matty Healy and the Telegraph or wherever it was, mm. saying, oh, aren't you the same Matty Healy who gets on lots of flights for your for your tour? Ah, you curious, you criticise society and yet you also partake in it. <laughs> I have won the argument. <laughs> I, f- I felt so much sympathy because it's like me and my balloons. Yeah, it's exactly like you and your balloons. <laughs> Getting on Greta all... would spit on you if she knew what you'd done. <laughs> she wouldn't. Oh my she wouldn't. God, I wanted to be She's my lovely. Friend. She's so great. She's so great. Um, but then he also recently did a video for a music video where he was wearing a suicide vest. Yeah, let's talk about that. What What's your feeling about that? So they're, they're so from he, Manchester. They, they Cheshire. Well, they're, they're from Cheshire, but they, in their Twitter bio, it just says Manchester. Yeah, and so they live they, in Manchester and they're yeah, based in Manchester. They're based in Manchester. They consider themselves my And he blows it up and it turns into emojis and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I think that everyone who got <laughs> offended is totally within their right yeah. to be offended. Mm-hmm. I also think it's difficult to start censoring. Yeah. And I'm sure there was some complicated reason artistically why they felt that was the right... Mm. I don't think they'll have done it flippantly because mm. everything he does seems to be incredibly thought through and all postmodernism and mm. how he's aware of himself as the artist and is also within the song and blah, mm. blah, 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 blah. But also, obviously, that's... Re- I don't know, it is really tasteless, isn't it? It's just the imagery of it. Because I watched it and I thought, maybe I'll I'll watch it and I'll feel differently about it. I don't feel like, you know... I understand why the people who were hurt about it are hurt. Because um, it's an absolutely awful thing that happened in Manchester. And I can understand why they would feel particularly hurt that a, a band from Manchester yeah. had used that kind of imagery. But it is also true that, like, there are lots of things in life that remind you of upsetting things that have happened to you, of traumatic things that have happened to you. I have I have a friend who passed away in a particularly traumatic way and sometimes there are things on TV or things in art that remind me of what happened and so you're then coming from a particularly emotional place when you look at it from that perspective. Um, I guess the dif- I do think it's a bit shit though. Yeah, it's I not like I didn't watch is... it and was like, oh wow, he's really making it. I was just a bit like, oh, yeah, what's it's your not point? been worth it? It's not been worth it. Yeah. And I guess the difference is when you make a show that's about something that's triggering. You know, the people who are making the shows that are triggering for you don't know you and your experience. Yeah. And the, whereas he is so, he will have been aware of what that image represented mm. for people in Manchester 
being from there. And it felt like maybe it was trying to be symbolic of like with violence comes, I don't know, was it a, was it supposed to be symbolising something that was actually linked to that or was it just... I thought it was just meant to be phones bad. <laughs> In that case, I'm sorry, get in the bin. Suicide fest and phones bad. Both are bad. Both are bad. It's I've got just... a 23-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, not great. But then again, I think that the whole thing about rock and roll... Sorry to... Yeah, it's, no, it's no one wants their rock stars to be boring. It's provocative and it's, you know... But do you know what I mean? Florence and the Machine has never needed to do that, has she? No. No women ever do that. Lady Gaga's never had to do that. She's, she covered herself in ham. She covered herself in ham? She came out of a giant egg? There's ways of being provocative yeah, without it there's triggering. There's ways of being provocative, yeah. pretentious, annoying, without <laughs> invoking... I don't know, I just don't... I don't get it. Yeah. But I am also a thousand years old, so... Sorry, I was just getting up. Can I play you some... Have you seen this? Yeah, I, I, I watched it when you said it to me. Can I play some of it? Yeah. Irony's okay, I suppose. Culture is to blame. Irony is okay. Like, it's fine. It's a tried and tested way of not really dealing with stuff. It's harder to be really sincere. It's harder to be soft and vulnerable in the face of, you know, earnestness, like it's serious shit. You try and mask your pain in the most postmodern way. Well, I suppose the tropes of postmodernism in pop culture are irony, self-reference, self-awareness within the form, so like a character that knows it's a character in a movie. My whole thing is that I know I'm in within a song. I'm a writer within a context that exists outside and within these kind of things. Those acknowledgements within art are very postmodern ideas. You lack substance when you say something like, oh, what a shame, it's just a self-referential way that stops you having to be human. I'm assuming you'll balloon when you remove the dirty spoon and start consuming like a human. That's what I am assuming. Do you know what? I didn't find this funny when you sent it to me, but now I'm watching it with you. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so my thing is, I knew the 1975 and I've never... I met them. I met them um, when I went, sorry, don't shake your head at me. I've just remembered. This happens every week. <laughs> every week. How have you done so many things that I don't know about? <laughs> well, I say I met them. It was so brief and they right. really didn't want to talk to me. Yeah. We were on um, Alan Card Chatty Man mm. at the same time, along with Matthew Perry, who was also... That's a whole other story. But the <gasps> night... <laughs> I knew you had done Alan Carr, but I, I don't think I've ever watched it. Oh, Did you do it with the Rose by Wolves yeah, guys? There yeah. were like a hundred of us on the sofa. Yeah. We each got a line each. <laughs> I said so many funny of things. <laughs> Provided by Alan, of course. He's a gracious host. Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So the 1975, I just... So you did meet them? Sort of. What was Matt Healy doing? Well, this is the thing, it's like, they had 100 million people around them. Mm. And I was like, ah, hi! And they just really... I think it's because they probably just get so many people talking to them and trying to be like, eh. So they just really weren't... They were very protected and there was no chats. And then we had a photo together. And then... So they didn't say hi back when you said hi? No... I just, from that moment on, made a decision to hate them all. I think that's a viable decision. But I don't think it was their fault. I think, you know, it was a, it was a good few years ago. They were very much newly, like, properly famous. They yeah. were... So maybe it's that thing where it starts going to your head a bit and then maybe the, but I imagine he's sorted you, himself out now. Yeah, and I imagine you also become really shy because yeah. you become insecure, suspicious in the reason everyone's talking to you. And if you're that young and you're not quite... You and know. also, like, you want to, like, if your ego is really vulnerable, you sometimes... I can imagine people being like, well, I'm I'm too important and yeah. shy and... Um, Why is this weirdo screaming hi at me? I know, but who won't want to say hello to you? I Look know, you. this is what I thought. You've got breasts. Yeah. What, the, what the fuck's happened to our rock stars? She's got big, beautiful tits. <laughs> Look, boobs aren't in fashion anymore. No. Bums now, and I've not got one of them. It's my time to shine. <laughs> I'm so cross. <laughs> I'm so grumpy about it. They'll come back. Me and Jordan are going to start a club. <laughs> oh, bring back boobs. Bring them back. Um, but I made a decision to really hate them mm-hmm. and hate him. Because that's thought, valid. We've all got our grudges. But researching this, I actually now think he's just the funniest, loveliest. I just like him loads more. Because mm. I wonder if maybe this is me slightly giving him too much benefit of the doubt. But I feel like everything he does is in a slightly self-aware, ironic, embodying all of the problems with rock and roll lifestyle in order to satirise them. Is that me giving him too much credit? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're all fucking we're all fucking self-aware. But we're all that, fucking postmodern. All that stuff he says it's about not, it's sincerity. It's not interesting to be post. We're all we've been we've been raised in it. We're all dripping in. I'm fucking dripping in self-awareness. Where's my record deal? I've never met anybody, you know, who says what he says in that video about sincerity. In real life... I've met several people off Twitter and had (laughs) several conversations of a similar note about sincerity. But are they in real life? Yeah. And they don't have any humour, you know, like self-mockery. What do you mean? So his Well, the sincerity thing is is a discussion because... There was a time when it was very cool to not care about anything 
And there's certainly like a certain section of the left where it's like everything is satirized and nothing is good that exists. But I l- both. You like let's have both. Sin- let's have both. I don't know, man. I can. I can't deal with sincerity like that, though, where it's, like, sincerity about yourself. I take myself incredibly seriously. Yeah. And, like, he... There was this... I've got to find it. There's this amazing video where they make him draw a piece of art. (laughs) I love him so much. I've done a 180. If I met him now, I'd... He wouldn't say hello. (laughs) (laughs) And you go, I was in Inside Number Nine. (laughs) It's me. It's me. British GQ... They make him draw a piece of art and he, can I show it you? And this isn't a rude word. This is German, right? Is it Danish? Is it German? I think it's German. So what does this mean? I think it means art. I think I'm being slightly sarcastic. I think in another language that gives it a little bit more. A bit of a je ne sais quoi. Love but it. that's French. We've got, it's multinational. Um, what was the last thing that you painted obviously before this then? It was another piece that was quite similar. It, 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 it doesn't have a name, which is the title of it, which is very meta. Yeah. Slightly confusing as well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I just can't cope. I just can't. I just... Oh, I just love it. I love it so much. I think it's so joyful. Do you know what? Men in bands. I just find it really embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. So this was my... Uh, so I loved Alex Turner beyond anything he was the best person and then I just remember him becoming like the reason I loved him is because he didn't take himself seriously and he didn't have this sincerity and then there was that switch when suddenly they got mega famous Mm -hmm. and I remember watching a video where he wore sunglasses indoors yeah and I was like I'm done I'm out leather jacket and sunglasses indoors you and changing his accent to being American I was like you're out. But was he doing? Was he not doing that as like a comment on <laughs> the rock star aesthetic? This has always been my theory about um, Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. He is a satire. He's a comedy satire. Come on, it makes so much sense. He's got some bangers though. Yeah, that's the trick. That's how he gets <laughs> you. He, one day he's going to reveal himself to be a satire of. The music industry. Really? Yeah, I bet you fifty pounds. No, <laughs> I want more than that. <laughs> uh, there's just something about being interviewed that I think is really embarrassing. Like it's not embarrassing to interview Greta Thunberg. It is embarrassing to interview a man in a band. Then when we're talking about this, like celebrities being interviewed and like people being listened to and not listened to. And, like, this discussion about sincerity and irony. Like, I feel like what Simon Amstel was doing a lot of the time with his with his approach to how he did Pop World and Buzzcocks was to say, why should we listen to... Why, why are these people here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sometimes he did it in a way which I don't agree with and I sometimes think it was a bit cruel. But sometimes... But sometimes... It was absolutely... It was absolutely nail on the head. Fantastic. Yeah. What a legend. Because, like, I don't fucking know who we should listen to. I mean, you're listening to us right now. Thanks, guys. Thanks. But you know, you've cho- you've sought us out to listen to us. We're not, like, omnipresent on your TV screens telling you how interesting we are or that we're worth listening to. And it's what I find interesting about lead singers as well because I always am suspicious. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there is such a thing as an album that's made by one person. Mm. The, the amount of collaboration that goes into something 
in any art and I think he is the front man and takes and he clearly writes a lot of the lyrics and a lot of the songs and stuff but if you I don't know I just always think that we should I'm always suspicious of kind of that idea of a genius at the front of mm. it all he's just very good looking isn't he sorry that's probably undermining his musical abilities I don't find him fit so but imagine being a 16 year old girl oh yeah Oh my god, yeah. Would want to suck his dick for 8,000 years, Stop obviously. It. What? Well, until you got to 20. and then Until we're... I was past it, like I am now. <laughs> yeah. But why do we do that? And we obsessively, as teenagers, obsessively worship oh my god. our dads, as we call them on Instagram. <laughs> Sounds weird when I I went it. to a rock gig. Stop I'm, it. I'm 5,000 years old. I went to a rock gig. Recently? Like... T- a year and a bit ago. Wow, quite recently. Um, a rock band, I'm so old, called Creeper, who I really like, okay. who are like a goth, punky, You're so cool, pop man. kind of band. The lead singer, oh my God, I I would let the lead singer of Creeper... Creep Anything, anything. Creep all over you. Anything. Wow. Absolutely anything. But it was so interesting, like, how I suddenly was like 16 when I was at that gig I didn't like it like and especially now I think because we do a job which actually is quite similar in a lot of ways to what musicians do yeah where people think we're much smarter than we are people think we're much smarter and more interesting than we are yeah people look at what we do and go I don't know how you do that yeah I don't know if they do that with me (laughs) (laughs) but Um, I know what you mean it's easy for people to slightly misunderstand you or misknow you yeah, or like p- put you on a pedestal and what you do on a pedestal, and yeah. and also there's the power that comes with performing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being listened to when you're in that magic sphere of like yeah. doing a really good job, um, which I think is something that actors share with musicians in terms of like flow and how we perform on stage mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I would have I would have let that man do anything to me. I, and 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 I thought that he might notice me out of like one million. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh the, my god, it's mate. so fucked. And like everyone there is having the same thought. Like I would, I would fuck this guy. But I think it's also I had this thing with Josh Widdicombe, um a few what? years back, <laughs> where it wasn't. It wasn't. The I've same. got it a bit with James Acaster. Oh stop it! No, yeah. no, it's in. I'm with you with that one. One mm. hundred. What's that about? God, he's just so funny. And it feels... Oh, God. He's just really good at what he does. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it's it is. It's someone just being really good at what they do. And I, someone said it to me about Josh Widdicombe where <laughs> you have to remember that it's not actually that you fancy that person it's that in some way you want to be yeah. you want a, a quality that they have that you either feel like you don't have or you feel like you do have that's not being recognized yeah. that's so it and it's it i'm sorry to do this again it reminds me of a piece that bo burnham wrote <laughs> um at the end of one of his stand-up shows called we think we know you and it's yes. like these four different voices and it's all these people google it just google it and go and watch yeah. it and put your headphones in it's amazing mm. the crux of it basically being it's a false intimacy that's generated between performer and the person mm. who's being performed to and you really don't know that person it is a fantasy it is an extension of who you are a projection of, of something desires. that you feel you're you're yeah. missing in your life and not that there's anything wrong with that like I think fantasy can be really um fun and you know useful in lots of ways but and it's a it's a really important thing to recognize that that fantasy is about you mm. so my friend was really really obsessed with um somebody famous 
and she used to carry a locket Who? of him. Oh, wait, have you said this before I've on the podcast? I've said this to you, not on the podcast, because okay. this is... Uh, a private thing private information but I can use different names and places for this story she carried a picture of him round and loved him and was obsessed with him and like couldn't think about anything else and then someone said that thing to her about it's because he has qualities that you want Mm. and those qualities aren't sexually transmitted they're already in you and you just need to make this about you rather than about him so she had a little seance and she ate the picture of him (laughs) In order to embody... I kind of love that. All the qualities. So that's the kind of sincerity I can really fucking get behind. <laughs> yeah. Someone loving someone so much, then they hearing need... that he is within her, then eating the fucking picture because they believe so strongly that... That's fucking great. And then having like her. the best year of her career as well and actually recognising the reason I love that person is because they are funny, successful, they go out there and they get stuff, they do, you know, yeah. and actually know those those are qualities. Because I think that's why we always admire anyone, isn't it? Is we want the qualities that they have a little bit. So, I've not been to a musical concert. And that's another long. thing of it, of the, the false intimacy is you think, oh, if they just met me, if they just met me, they'd really fancy me. See, but I, I don't know don't, how to get to I them. I don't have that. I'm like, I hope they never meet me because then they'll... <laughs> They'll be repulsed <laughs> and be like, who the hell is this chick? Like Matty Healy did to you <laughs> yeah, exactly. on Alan Carr all those years ago. Oh, Who's laughing now? <laughs> now we're in a studio doing a show all about you. <laughs> and how we quite like you, actually. Yeah, he's, I'm sure I'd have a good night out with him. So he's he's recently been in rehab and quit the heroin and he's been really, really open about it. Good for him. And um, put, he, he said publicly about it not being any responsibility or fault of his mum and then his mum um who's on loose women denise Ranch, mm-hmm. um then spoke about it on loose women because she did she had problems with alcohol yeah, yeah so she was saying that she did feel a huge amount of guilt and shame Aww. about his kind of she was saying you know she, he never saw her like tottering about the house or anything no. but he would have been aware of, yeah of course yeah. and the way she described it it was quite touching really that he made a real choice to publicly come out and talk about his addiction whereas her addiction was public but not through her own choice Mm. she just sort of got dragged through the tabloid media Mm. and I think that she her speaking about it in the context of Loose Women a show which I do not enjoy and think is in a lot of ways you know there's loads of really bad things about it but what is great is she had a safe space where she you know could talk about this thing in her own controlled way in a way that she'd not been able to when she was being talked about Mm. and she just sort of talked about um how it's really important as a mum to not feel like it's your it's not your fault or um an an outcome of your parenting that that person has gone down that path Mm. And sometimes things just happen. Yeah, and I think it's really lovely that he's 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 recognised that she would feel that way and made mm. a public kind of statement that it was nothing to do with her. Mm. So that was Matty Healy. There he is. It's not much more to say no. other than Hey, I wanna be a rock star. I like that song. I know? that song is a fucking great. Song. I'm done with the Nickelback Shamers. Actually, Everyone, they've got some real bangers. Man, people really judge me for liking that I've song. I'm standing in line the clubs and never get it. It's like the bottom of the night, then I'm never gonna, gonna win. win. This life hasn't. Oh, you're gonna have to edit this, and it's gonna be really embarrassing. So I'm gonna stop now. Now there's someone who's satirising the industry that they're within through the art of music. Well done, Nickelback's Nickelback. cool now, guys. You heard it here first. They're postmodern now. <laughs> Even though they've done loads of songs about girls sucking the dick. 
Yeah, exactly. Postmodern yeah. and ironic. Maybe Nickelback are going to come out and, and say this was a big joke all along. <laughs> we were satirising the very industry we were yeah. within. And making and make loads a of money. big piece of art that says the word kunst. Kunst! <laughs> okay. We're going now. Goodbye. Love you. Love you. Thank you.